Podcast, a division of Space Action Heroes, a webcomic you can find online at spaceactionheroes.com. My name is Denise Winshama. And I am Chris Carson. And this week we're going to be discussing the uh, new series that just dropped on Amazon Prime uh, based on the Garth Ennis, Derek Robertson comic, The Boys. Uh, I don't know why I did it so sing-songy. I mean, like, it doesn't really fit the theme. Doesn't really of the show fit the theme at all. At all. Like, the it, fucking boys, you cunt! <laughs> you stupid fucking bastard! That was a terrible cockney. Yeah, so. <laughs> I did like the line of like, "Why do you call everyone cunts? They're durable. They can take a beating." Yeah. It's like, oh, you're such a they, good little cunt. They stole that from me. Ash versus Evil Dead. Oh, did they? Yeah, Dana DeLorenzo totally has this thing where she calls Pablo her vagina because like you're tough, you're flexible, you okay. can take a beating. Like you're my I, vagina. Uh, I never got through season, or I never got past season one. Like, I watched season one of Ash vs. Evil Dead. Did you like it? I, I was. I loved the first episode. Yeah. Because the, the, the Raimi directed. The Sam Raimi yeah, one yeah, yeah. was absolutely brilliant because it felt like Evil Dead, but then it, it, it quickly turned into a TV show. I was like, oh. Um, I see what you're saying, but the one thing I will give that show is that they went old school as fuck. The practical effects of oh, yeah. that show were really cool. And so they, I've said it before, I'll say it again, the... the Reaction you get from practical effects puppets and shit doing gross pussy gnarly stuff. Um, as a, as a spoiler Ooh. alert for our own comic book in issue four, there is a moment where a head is put into a butt, and issue four wasn't out yet, but it was written and it, you were drawing it. I'm pretty sure that panel's even drawn. And then I saw the episode of Ash vs Evil Dead where he goes into a corpse's butt. Not up like, the butt. Fuck. Yeah, we weren't, but we weren't. Yeah, no, I was. I was oh. quoting Ash. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But we weren't smart enough to give the Zolotion a fucking Prince Albert and have it run down his fucking nose. That was the funniest part of that scene. That was the moment. <laughs> but uh, I was like, no! Why? <laughs> of all the things to, to slip in right top- before, yeah. quite literally. <laughs> I mean, it's a uh, hot topic. Apparently, it's a popular sticking a head up a butt. Sticking a head up a butt. Uh, speaking of sticking things up butts, did anything go up? Anymore? Oh, there was some some butt penetration happened in it the sure voice. was it sure blew up an invisible man like how do you destroy an impermeable man mm. other than you stick a grenade up his ass sticking some c4 up his rectum and blowing up his soft pink insides the problem i had with that was that he should have just poofed oh can you like, that's the, the way to do it broke. yeah yeah like you just see him like hemorrhage at his eyes and <laughs> his mouth because yeah. oh, he's completely impenetrable his eyes his teeth everything then that grenade inside of him should have mucked him up on the inside oh. but his shell should have still been I wonder if they intact. threw that around and they were like, that's that's too much even for us. Maybe. Like, that's fucked or up. Or would it just be more visually interesting to see blood go everywhere versus just, you just see, <laughs> you just hear it and then you'd see a body go, boom, boom, it's true. Over. Actually, and, you wouldn't even see the body. And also you don't get like the visual poetry of Huey literally covered, covered in blood. In blood yeah. so. But, oh, so this is spoilers for a moment out. If you haven't seen The Boys, it's been out for a few weeks, so I think if you haven't seen it. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck's wrong with just you. Just watch. If you're if you're listening to this, you're probably interested. If not, who cares if it's yeah. for you? Subscribe to Amazon Prime <laughs> and then then watch it. Yeah. Like we totally yeah, did. Like we totally did. Actually, um I did watch it on Amazon Prime. Sam has an Amazon Prime. I know, Prime so did account. I. What'd you what did you I don't know otherwise? what I said actually. Yeah. But on the topic <laughs> of Amazon, uh, if you have an Amazon Prime account, you should cancel it immediately because they are um uh, the number one corporate sponsor of ICE. And they provide the technology that tracks the immigrants and categorizes the Get immigrants the at fuck ICE. Out. Yeah, 
So uh, go fuck yourself, Amazon Prime. If we ever get sponsors, Amazon, we will say no to. Man, <laughs> I feel bad. I use Amazon a lot. I think I have at least two orders on the go right now. Yep. They, uh, uh, Jesus Christ, I'm putting fuck, I'm separating families with my purchases. Yeah, you are. Everyone is. Yeah, they keep going and protesting at Jeff Bezos's office. I was about to say, so like the Bezos knows all about this shit. Yeah, because they they're they're. I knew something sponsor. was up with that motherfucker. Yeah, you don't look right. They they donate all the equipment that Ice uses, and they they carry the database that the names are kept on in order to track them, and that's why people are getting dragged out of their homes in the middle of the night is because of an Amazon. Good database. lord! Yeah. Wow, so that's some nefarious shit. Yeah, go fuck yourself, Amazon. Smart, like okay, then I not by this is by no means being like, well, what a fucking clever idea created by some amazing people. Yeah. That's fucking smart. Oh, it's an insidiously brilliant. It's oh. a nefariously brilliant, I should say. Terrible. Yeah, supervillains. On, but on that uh, note of hidden supervillains, yeah, I'm telling you, I think that's what I liked about Le Boys so much was just. Uh, as much as I love the MCU, mm. it does lack a little bit of severity. A little bit With, of depth. A little bit of depth. And that's why I think my favorite ones are like Civil War mm-hmm. or the first Iron Man where you really see like, oh, this is like impacting this dude to a point where it's breaking him. Right, right. Um, I always find the DC movies are lacking any levity, good storytelling, any sort of... And the illusion uh, of depth. Because when you really yeah. analyze them, you're like, this is like a first year yeah. film student project. The highs aren't very high, the lows aren't very low. It just kind of, it's CGI bell and then, yeah. and then cutscene dialogue. Yeah, and then meaning that is so uh, broad. Yeah, exactly. Like, what, what, who did but this? Oh, Zack Snyder. There's something, there's, <laughs> there's nothing unspecific about the boys. There's nothing unclear about the messages yeah. they're trying to attack. Yep. The the people that they criticize and what their opinions are. The falsity of religion. Yep. The falsity of government. They'll make you fucking laugh your ass off one second like a Marvel movie and then mm-hmm. go, Jesus Christ, this is darker than yep. any DC movie. This the able the beats this show was able to hit while still maintaining yeah. this superhero uh, feel. I thought it was insanely well balanced. Yeah, it was really good. Like I, I, I unfortunately I binged a lot of it, and I think that was a mistake. Yeah, me too. Because it is not a bingeable show. Mm-mm. It is definitely a show that could have benefited from a week between each episode to sort of digest it. Because they're all about kind of different things. Like one's yeah, about has like middle and end. One's kind of about the Me Too movement. Mm-hmm. One's kind of about you know uh, how religion is used as like a fucking. Weapon, a weapon in the yeah. in the Western world, like the, the critique of the Western world in this show is fucking phenomenal. Well, that's what I always found funny because all like the the super uber right wing Trump Trump it's of the world. <laughs> We're getting. Did you just make that up? I pr- I'm sure it's been said How before. How the fuck has no one come up with trumpets? I'm sure it's oh. been used. I'm, I haven't never heard it before, but I guarantee it's wow. been used. That's a good one. But those are the lady trumps, trumpets. <laughs> <laughs> they got but, a kick line. They wear orange yeah, toupees. Yeah, yeah, and no underpants. <laughs> what is that? A- I just assume because they're probably okay at being raped. <laughs> Right? I mean, if you're a woman who supports Donald Trump, you kind of have to be okay with getting fingered against your will. Because apparently you're voting for a, po- a fucking uh, political party that doesn't believe yeah. in bodies or own goddamn right. by the pussy, they can't say yeah. shit. Yeah. So if you have a vagina... His words, Trump, by the way, we're just <laughs> paraphrasing his fucking yeah, words. No, I mean, yeah, fucking monsters need to be made fun of. Oh. <laughs> I just, that, was a, that was a fucking... That was a swing and a hit, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. But, um... What was I going to say? Oh, they were all bitching about it, about the boys because they were like, oh, just another show uh, saying America and Christians are evil. And it's like, did you, did you watch the show? Because it's mostly making fun of Hollywood. Yeah. Like 90% of what they're making fun of is Hollywood. And then they pepper in some religion and some other factors. But The fact that the main 
antagonist of the series is like a corporation who's using superheroes to fucking yeah. wave in your face and do everything great while doing the most monstrous shit behind the scenes. <coughs> Disney. <clears throat> Disney doesn't that? own iTunes, do they? David, huh? Disney doesn't own iTunes, Dude, do they? you watch yourself. I'm yeah, telling you. We gotta know. We gotta be careful. I, if you, I'm telling you. The code is pineapple because they can read your lips. If there's a red laser pointer on your chest at any point during this conversation, the shape of Mickey's head. Pineapple, pineapple! Yeah. Like, just roll your seat back. No, can the can the code would be, ha <laughs> That's so obscure. If I say pineapple, you'll know right away. If I just go, ha you'll just, just like, what fucking Mickey Mouse is about to kill me? I'll just know. And that'll be your last words. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, boom. And in the shape of his head will be blown through me. You're next. ha ha Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, but yeah, <laughs> what are we talking about, the boys? Yeah, the way they used religion in this show was fucking hilarious. It, it was just, spot like, on, yeah. The idea of one, I didn't, you know, that went right over my head until you mentioned it earlier before we, we started recording. I totally forgot the subplot. They said that they were anointed by God, hence God the created... whole subtext of why the superheroes were at that. Yeah. Right. Superheroes were created by God, but then it turns out they were just made by a mad scientist. A mad scientist was camouflaging polio vaccines. I didn't know that. That's new information. Yeah. Because they do reveal that Starlight's mom was offered money. And then the rest of the the kids, they got autism. They just got, they got the autism. (laughs) They got autism. um, Yeah, because the way I understood it was that you had to go in to get your child signed up for it. You had to, like, I think that's what it was, but so, like, the government wouldn't be like, hey, what the fuck is with these blue vials of special shit you're putting in these kids? No, no, it's polio polio vaccine. vaccine. Yeah. Uh, again, riffing on the polio vaccination. Why the reason that anyone over 55, 60 uh, thinks that vaccinations are pure evil is because they, at one point in history they were used to, uh, to really experiment on minority populations. It was really fucked up. Yeah. The polio vaccination crisis. Yeah, the Me Team. I'm trying to think what else came up that I was like, oh, fuck, you're going there with this fucking show? Yeah. That's ballsy. Um, I love the whole thing about Starlight in a costume. Yeah, getting fact, her, her stripper costume. Yeah, getting her make and put on the stripper and say, yeah, but this one shows we're empowering you by putting you in this costume. Like, So is this... It kind of felt like, is this feminism now? I think like, it's you know Hollywood's I mean? like, take on feminism. Exactly. Like, look how powerful Wonder Woman is in her tiny little exactly. outfit. Exactly, we get to have our cake and eat it too. No, yeah. no, 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 we're not putting her skimpy outfit to fucking like, sell tickets. It's because no, we're empowering. And I'm like, oh, okay. You know those words and decisions are being made by middle-aged men. Yeah, how many, how, did Gal Gadot get a, to comment on the No, they just no. squeezed her well, in. Remember, that was actually a really great point because feminism is one of the greatest things to happen to our fucking culture. It's just the psychos in the movement who ruin it for the rest of us. Like any power. Like any powerful and movement. the militant ones will fucking ruin will it ruin it to hell but uh, that one thing I really enjoyed was the side by side screen comparison of all the, the Amazon women from Wonder Woman Patty Jenkins' Wonder Woman and then from Zack Snyder's uh, Justice League oh, and they all just look like strippers in Zack Snyder's version they all were wearing tiny little things with their tits just popping out yeah. and all like heavily made up with makeup you know when someone's behind the lens you can take a producer's note I'm sure Patty Jenkins was like no fucking way in yeah. my movie yeah, but Zack Snyder like was like I can't hear you on top of this pile of money yeah. take off your clothes ladies <laughs> oh my god oh god <laughs> I think every um Four out of ten podcasts end up with us ripping on Zack Snyder <laughs> in one way or another. I don't think I, we rip we rip on Ryan Johnson more than yeah, anyone. Yeah, I'm going to try and rip on Zack Snyder more, though. I mean, he, He's had a rough go. That's don't you leave Zack Snyder alone. He's had a rough go, but at the same time, the second that I saw him uh, wearing a shirt that was like, lead follower, get the fuck out of the way, or one of those, like, those uber-mensch men yeah, okay. fucking catchphrases. Hey, but... 
I knew he was a meathead. I just realized, oh, you're a fucking meathead. Yeah, but Dawn of the Dead's real good. Like, the when remake? they play, yeah, when they play that Johnny Cash song at the start, I really like that. He's good at openings. I love he does great opening title sequence. I need to watch that again because I loved it when it first came out, and that's why I was excited for the next Zack Snyder movie, which turned out to be something. Three hundred, three hundred, I think, and I fucking hate three hundred. Three hundred, I like if you're just really I... high. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it because I, you know me, I hate. I'm a curmudgeon for green screen and effects and things, and that's all that, that it is. Yeah, yeah. I fucking hate that. Movie. But and the and the Gollum esque character looks like the worst. It's because they spent no money on practical makeup. Like oh, the, like the prequel trailer. See, and again, hi. You can't watch it because you watch it with some sort of investment, like it's going to be a movie. Like I want to, I want you want to watch me or something in some way. <laughs> you're trying to watch a film, but you're watching a Zack Snyder mm-hmm. picture, sir. Yeah, you're walking into the same dude who had fucking Patrick Wilson banged a Leonard Cohen. Five fucking minutes. That's so stupid. <laughs> he should have just been a softcore porn director. That's all he should have actually Isn't done with his life. Is it? <laughs> that would be hilarious. That would, no, I think he started in music videos. Really? Mm-hmm. Let's find out. Right. But, um, um, so the boys, basically the overall arc of the boys is that uh, the main character, what's his name? Dewey? Dewey. Dewey. Huey. Huey. Uh, his girlfriend is killed by uh, A-Train, superior A-Train. He, he runs through her and obliterates her into a pile of goop. And he just wants revenge. And so Carl, Carl Urban, realizing he can use him... Well, first of all, what I love the most is that his motive wasn't originally revenge. He Like, I love he has that fantasy about murdering oh, the dude. Yeah, they yeah, were just yeah. going to offer him a settlement to be like, shut the fuck up. And he just Here's didn't 45 grand. Yeah. Well, I mean, imagine someone being like, the person you love's worth what? About 45, 45 grand. grand? You yeah. good with that? Yeah. That's it. And I love that it was his motivation. He was like, that's insulting. That a corporation yeah. just thought you can buy Put my a price fucking... Tag on. Yeah. yeah. And to me, that was his driving force. Well, like, I don't think if that happened... Like, if you got, like, a full sincere of A-Train, like, I'm sincerely sorry for what fucking happened. Yeah. Even if you didn't mean it. It wouldn't have... Wouldn't have fucking motivated them. Yeah. So it is... It's about... Uh, ultimately, it's about A-Train's comeuppance, really. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like a samurai movie. Like, he done fucked up. Yeah. And your uppance is coming. And know? all he was doing was running back to his apartment after buying drugs. That was the thing that A-Train was doing that got right. his girlfriend killed. Right. <laughs> oh, so anyways, yeah. So he... Uh, uh, Carl Urban... Um, what's his Carl Urban's name again? Uh, the butcher. The butcher. Oh. He just realizes I have a moment can here we, to use him. Can we just we, we we already did it, but can we just talk about how awesome Carl Urban yeah. is? Yeah, he's great. Carl he's, Urban. I don't, I don't know if everyone is as you know oblivious as me, but he's a modern day chameleon. I didn't realize yeah. he was in so much shit until I watched this show and I was talking about it with other people, and they'd be like, "Oh yeah, he's great in Bad Boys this, too." And I'd be like, "Where's yeah. he in Bad Boys too?" And they're like, "Great oh. in Lord of the Rings." Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or what was the third one? He's great in uh, Born. He's the, the perfect Russian villain. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. He was in all those things. He's what we all thought Johnny Depp was gonna be 20 years ago. Yeah, but how old is he? Because he, he's he's got to be in his fifties by now. Yeah, and like that's uh, you need more like gruff older actors. There's there's kind of there's a big gap missing right now. I love that his beard is his beard because you can tell because of all those stray hairs. Like every time there's a close up, there's like a big old hair hanging from his chin. <laughs> and someone with a beard, you're like, oh no, that's real. That's totally real. That, that fucking you miss those so and they pop out. He's forty seven. Oh, he's only forty seven. He's only forty seven. He's Bones McCoy. Goddamn it. Yeah. 
Oh, we started in Xena, so we spent a while, a while uh, around for a bit. He was in Xena, wasn't it? Because it was made in New Zealand, and then he got Lord of the Rings because it was the, also okay, in New Zealand. Okay, he's got a fucking dense career. He's in those Riddick movies. I've only seen one of those. Oh, fuck, he is in those Riddick movies. See what I'm saying? Like, yeah. the guy's so good. That guy, that's how good he is. He's been in our entire filmography, and we never knew it. Yeah. What did you think of uh, uh, the Riddick movies? I've only seen one, and it was at like, a party. Yeah. No, I, I haven't. I saw one. Oh, I think it was, which, like, the third one. Oh, the third one, which is just a remake of the first one, essentially. I think so because i like the first one but then again on rewatching it i'm like i don't know if i like this as much anymore this is one of those time and place things it was what late 90s early 2000s you're young and you're like oh man this guy's a badass and then as you get older you go oh this is this is hack well because the older you was like oh that's the fucking fast and the furious dude back yeah. in the day he, he was just, just some gruff voice dude. exactly he was Groot for all intents and purposes but he was wolverine they basically just made a movie where they could make a wolverine character because he oh, is just fucking the wolverine. blades and shit he's got he's always got his blades that he carries with him he's all rough talking and dark and he's his eyes have been shined so he sees at night does he have a com- uh, not a comparison but with a, a thing he subs in for bub is there a word he repeats I'm trying to think I don't it's gotta I, be something he's, he's, gotta gotta have, s- he's gotta have a catchphrase right. like uh, always some motherfucker trying to ice skate uphill something like that <laughs> that's a good line that's like the one remnant from fucking Blade that will live on that's a good I love line. Blade to this day I'm like this is such a is weird it, movie is the Blade anniversary coming up can we do a revisit I think it Blade? was 97 or 96 Blade I have to rewatch Blade Blade absolutely more so than The Matrix because it's always the thing that isn't as, memor- as remembered 21st anniversary of Blade 21st. ladies and gentlemen but there would be no The Matrix without Blade fuck no yeah, absolutely. Like Blade was a brilliant movie. Yeah, and it was such a bold move when we were like... Marvel had, Knights. There hadn't been a lot of successful comic book movies. Yeah. I remember the first time I saw Blade, me and my buddy, Alex Abraham, we rented it at Shortline Video in Cornwall, and we watched it, and we're both just like, what the fuck? What this, yeah. You can do this with a movie? Like, yeah. it's like action comic book horror movie? Yeah. It, it was so well... It was a And the fight scenes in it were actually not... No, they're really... Other than the few times he clearly doesn't even make contact yes. with the person. Yes, other than, like, the part where <laughs> the he's host. fighting Frost and they're clearly just doing that thing where you just bash the yeah. swords diagonally. Yeah, yeah, Other than that... And the blood. The fucking blood. The CGI thing. blood. Oof. Yeah. Oof to that, but, like, the rest of it, otherwise... That was just budget. Yeah. It's still good. Oh, it's, it's super, super super enjoyable. enjoyable. Suckheads, like, yeah. oh, I love it. Like that's the thing. I I kind of feel like if someone came into Blade for the first time today, they'd be like, "This is the worst movie ever." But there is something. There is a nostalgia angle to Blade because I still love the fuck out of Blade. I really do, and I can't look at it objectively. Okay, let me ask you this: mm. your opinion on the Ben Affleck Daredevil the first time you saw it? How? Uh, I absolute garbage. <laughs> The first time I saw it, I was like, this is embarrassing. When, as soon as they were fighting in the playground. Good point. I was like, oh. Good point. Oh, because I was so excited. And I remember at the time thinking, why the fuck did they cast the wrong part of the duo? Because Matt Murdock would have been played perfectly by... Uh, um, oh, Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Yeah, yeah. Matt Damon would have made a perfect... Because he was like, fuck, no, I'm yeah. born. Are you I'm kidding me? This shit. <laughs> but, um... How did we get off on this tangent? Where were we? Oh, fuck if I know. Yeah, You're fine. asking the wrong person here. Let's, 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 let's veer off the side of the road back into our lane, which was the boys. Um, they should put Blade in the boys. They should put Blade in the boys. I'm and sure. then someone has to kill him. I'm sure there will be like a like a, a knife. knife or something. Yeah. yeah. Oh, dude. And it's Switchblade. Just, you just have like this washed up actor who has tax problems <laughs> yeah. and they have to kill so Wesley Snipes. Uh, exactly. Well, <laughs> Haley Joel Osment was essentially a parody of himself. Yeah, yeah. Like even the kid they cast looked a little bit like him like in the sixth him. sense. Yeah. He has this supernatural power where he helps out people in yeah. the city. He was totally just like an aged version. He was. It was oh, so mad. Yeah, yeah. 
Oh, but, uh, so where were we? We were, um... Okay, so Carl, we're at the first episode still. Oh, uh, we were just Carl, we were talking about how great Carl Urban was. Carl Urban was, because he comes and finds Dewey in order to use him, because he realizes it's that... Hu- what, dude, Huey, it's I don't Huey. know why I keep saying Dewey. Who is Dewey? Dewey Cox? I was about to Maybe say. I keep saying Dewey Cox. Huey. And so he uses him to get put a plant, a bug in the superhero's uh, headquarters. But then the invisible guy finds out, follows him back, and then they end up putting a bomb in his ass after they kidnap the invisible guy and blow him up, which kind of... Starts the whole thing in motion. So when Dewey first kills a person. Dewey first kills a person, that's when the supers start realizing there's something out there because Carl Urban has this audacity to write we're coming for you on the box they put. To play devil's advocate, though, I thought that was stupid at first, too, until he's standing at the the race and he's staring at him. He wants him to know. He's like, that's how pissed he is. Exactly. He's just like, dude, you raped my wife. I'm pissed as fucking shit. You know, that turns out to all be bullshit. We'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. Um, oh, because we haven't gotten into Homelander yet. No, because, yeah, Homelander God is the it. Superman of the series, for sure. The Superman slash, he's a he's a bit of Chris Evans as well. Mm-hmm. Captain and, America Superman. Oh, it's, he, but it's, the characteristics of both those characters rendered to, like, it's Crucible, where it's, he's wearing the American flag, he yep. looks like Superman. Yeah. But it's perfect in the sense of just like he's everything that america represents he's supposed to be this perfect thing he has every opportunity to be this perfect pious thing yeah but he's he was just raised wrong raised wrong his history is full of fucked up weird shit yeah so he's this horrible Horrible, horrible fucking person person. and uh and uh just to jump ahead this the the whole thing uh, ends with him having hope in his kid i don't know if he's going to want to turn his kid into an evil villain or not but we'll get there because it's like, what? what's America's kid? <laughs> like, what is... You know what I mean? I mean... What would America do to their kid? Exactly. Like, uh, what's the name of that actor? We got a fucking... What's his name? Come on. Anthony Starr. Um, but, it, like, well, well, we can talk about individual points. We don't have to break down the whole series. I'm but... just saying that... I've never heard of him before in anything. No. But I was watching the series. I'm like, that is unsettling. Yeah, I've never <laughs> never heard of him. But uh, Just the way he can switch from, like, America... Like, oh. Dude, the plane scene. Oh, he just crashes it? He just leaves him to die. He doesn't crash oh, that one. That the one. Plane yeah, scene. when he leaves him to all die. And he's like, don't worry, folks. It's going to be like reassuring them. Yeah, like, yeah. you're. This is he's fuck. like, get the fuck off me! He starts yelling <laughs> oh at them. Oh my god! And they're all just like, what? Sorry. what? <laughs> oh my god. That was one of my favorite parts of the series where you're just like, this dude's a fucking monster. And it's so. The way he can just roll back and forth into it. Yeah, yeah. And when you think about it, a super fast dude who has Cyclops eyes that can, like, laser off your limbs. Fucking terrifying. Yep. That is a horrifying prospect. And the way they portray it in the show, so after they stick the bomb of fucking so-and-so's ass, mm-hmm. uh, translucent. Shoes should be transparent. <laughs> I thought that was funny. They keep... are they're, they're terrified of Homelander. They have to whisper when they're underground. They have yeah. to fucking listen. They have cameras watching for him at all times. He just, he's Superman. It's fucking terrifying. Yeah. There's no way that dude wouldn't be an asshole. Uh, Look at anyone who gets into a little bit of a position of power. A fucking manager, a best buy. They turn asshole. into assholes, man. That's Imagine what I, if you're God. I think they nailed it. Like The way they make Superman not an asshole is pretty good. In that he was just raised by really, really good people. No, nah, man, Michael and Martin Sheen to told him. Of... No, it wasn't Martin Sheen. It was Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner. He was all like, "Yo, don't save people." Yeah, hey, f- hey, fuck Man of Steel. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about that's... Superman. <laughs> not, not whatever the hell that I'm pretty was. Pretty sure that's what it was. Though. <laughs> I wasn't paying attention. Even though I do still think Henry was Cavill Carl makes... Urban in that. No, no that, that was, was Michael Shannon. Not. That was the other chameleon. That's Henry Michael Cavill Shannon. makes a great Superman. It's a shame he was in such a shitty, shitty movie. Yeah, movies. But um, yeah, I mean, like we don't want to break it down beat by beat. We don't want, like if you you should watch it if you haven't seen it. If you have seen it, you know. 
but it ultimately ends up just being a story about uh, exposing the fact that these superheroes were made in a lab and they weren't any kind of a godsend or anything. No, it's all been a government like experiment. Showing their hypocrisy. My favorite thing is at one point you find out they do this very like it reminded me of um remember whenever they they got Bin Laden and there's Obama and all them watching the footage. Yeah, yeah. They have this scene at the end. Spoilers, 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 spoilers. You've been warned that in this bunker is of terrorist with superpowers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Homelander reveals that, like, oh, no, no, I've been experimenting and creating it was, super villains. He did it. Yeah. yeah. It was like, this is, we, what comes next after we defeat all the terrorists? We need another threat. Yeah. It was very Ozymandias. This show yeah. has so much Watchmen ingrained into it, but with this weird twist on it. And it was also Hollywood, too, because it's like, okay, what's our new IP? Yes. How do we keep wowing we the audience? Keep, yeah, we have to stay in the black. We have yeah. to keep our profits going yeah, up. We have to exactly. keep them coming back. So we were going to introduce super terrorists, and I'm like, that's fucking smart. Yeah, it's evil and smart. Yeah, as shit. like who gave the fucking Taliban the AK 47s they were carrying around? Uh, the American, American did. did. And I'm like, Garth Ennis, man, because I'm a big Preacher fan. Mm-hmm. Seth, uh, Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg also handle his other comic book franchise, Preacher. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know, his writing style is so good at just taking culture, putting it in a blender. And spilling it out with a yeah. bunch of cuss words and yeah, bullets yeah, yeah. and weirdness. And I'm like, I don't know. He does a really good job at it. Just holding up. They're modern day parables, yeah. you know? I have to. I really would like to read more of his stuff. Because I, I told you earlier that I read the first issue of The Boys and it didn't really hook me. I'll lend you Preacher. But it felt like something that once I hit issue three, it's really going to hook me. Yeah, okay. You know? Like, it's, it's a hot bath. It's not a warm bath. It's hard to ease into it. Right, it's like right. right off the bat, you're like, oh my god. Yes, that's perfect. Yeah, well, like we were saying, like, the start of Preacher is literally the three protagonists just chilling out in mm-hmm. a bar. Um, and it's like the start of Reservoir Dogs. You're like, I don't exactly know what's going on, but once you know the rhythm of the characters, you go back and reread it, you're like, this is perfect. Mm-hmm. But that's the way his shit works. You're absolutely right. You jump in and you're like, what in the gods? Did I miss an issue right, yeah, before yeah. this? It does feel like I, you nailed it with that. Because the first issue I read, I was like, wait, did I miss Did yeah. I miss something? Is there a prequel comic or something no, that I missed? You just catch like, up. Oh, you just, you just stuck into it. You literally hit the ground running. Yeah. Um, no pun intended, A-Train. But <laughs> I just... Fucking I, A-Train. Fuck I love it. that he has a heart attack. Yes. <laughs> like all the, the oh, worst ways. The part that fucking got me... Uh, addendum on that Garth Ennis rocks having said <laughs> as a writer just fantastic but having said that the, the part that got me was whenever um, the one of my favorite characters I don't know if she has a name the the girl they find the female that she's called oh the, uh, like Kimiko the, the, it's basically Wolverine even though there yes. is Popclaw in the movie Kimiko 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 is yeah. more Wolverine oh anymore. man that part wherever um she splits his leg out. Oh, yeah, Because, yeah. yeah. again, as, as a dude who suffered a fucking... As an artist and a musician and suffered a major fracture, yeah. the second his leg popped out, and I'm like, he's a racer! <laughs> his career is over! I was like, oh, my God. I freaked yeah. out at that part. But then he just took the wonder drug and healed up like Wolverine. But my favorite is whenever he goes to the fucking store on the crutches oh I'm, I'm fucking A-Train it's so embarrassing yeah. it hurts cause like they they charge it with such racial yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, with backdrop like he's being why are you watching me why are you watching all me people. all people oh I'm sorry you're A-Train then he grips and privilege yeah. and all that shit and the next thing you know you realize they all got their phones out and you're like oh you're just watching a meltdown this mm-hmm. is this guy's gonna fucking snap yep. 
every scene in that movie was charged with some sort of social commentary where I'm like, this feel, this is what would happen. Oh, this yeah, is yeah. exactly what would happen. And I just kept noticing, like, obviously with uh, Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg working on it, there's a lot of it through the lens of Hollywood. Like, even the fact that Starlight had to, like, turn around in her casting audition video. Yes. It's like, oh, it's yeah. so gross. It's so gross. Everything about that fucking costume they make her wear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything. Stripper bimbo costume. Yep. And then she kind of breaks near the end and kind of becomes that. For like, she goes to the one party in her new costume. She's all drunk. Oh, that's right. And she's she's like macking up with the one dude. I think there may have been a cutscene because she's the the dude is giving her uh, Starlight a drink when she's all bimboed up, and she keeps drinking it. And then she's like, looks confused. And then she looks at the drink, and then it cuts to her going and throwing up in the bathroom. Yeah. Did she get roofied? Was that I think that was the implication. The implication was that she got roofied. She and she realized like this is what you want to do. You want to hang out with guys who roofie you, dress like this. Yeah. Like... And then Wonder Woman kind of gave her that pep talk. She oh, was like, "There's already one bimbo slut on the dude, team." Dude, that was yeah. a good moment. Yeah. Yeah. She was great too. I really yeah. liked her. Yeah. I like just a broken Wonder Woman. Yeah. <laughs> just you're like, oh, they're all so broken. What was the name of that fucking character? Queen Maeve. Queen Maeve. I wonder if they're the name same because we yeah, neither of us read the comic. I read the first issue. Yeah. So I don't know if they they kept all the names or if the names are completely different for all the heroes. I don't know if there's Queen Maeve. Oh, if they like Homelander. Just Homelander for sure. He's I, in yeah, the comic. he's in. It's just I don't know. And oh, the fucking framboy freak out moment where he goes home. And has to look at his bedroom covered in pictures of oh, guys yeah. who a guy who murdered his girlfriend. Yeah. And he just freaks out on like the betrayal that like sometimes the thing you love the most, you feel this innate need to destroy. Obviously his yeah. was more profound, but I'm like, this is fan this is what we do. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah. fanboy culture. We put something on a pedestal. And then find out it donates to the Trump administration. Ex- or, and then you find <laughs> out, you know what, it's part of a business, and you know what? Yeah. Business is fucking pretty ugly from mm-hmm. any uh, other any angle. Business only fucking cares about profit. They exactly. Don't care about anything else. And I just it was so cathartic that moment where he just starts tearing shit down. I'm like this again, the visual poetry of that fucking show is just mm. so fun. And I was confused by Dewey, Huey. <laughs> um, he's, I was like, Walk is, this, hard. is this guy supposed to be like 35, 38? And then it turns out he's his character's supposed to be like 19, 20, and the actor's only like 26. I was like, you had a hard life. Were you raised in Arizona or something? Like, how did your skin get... Maybe Dewey's, um, Dewey's mom died? Did they ever cover that? I don't think they ever talked about it. Maybe they have did. split custody and she works on a farm. And he's always out just yeah, working the soil. Yeah, he's one of those kids that just went out, I like him come back in the <laughs> summer and he was like five feet taller. He was <laughs> built. Yeah. Because his, his face looks like some a man much, much older than what he is. Mm. So he, may, he just needs to moisturize, maybe. A little the... note to the actor. <laughs> Apologize, but, you know. I do love that they found a way to include Simon Pegg. I wasn't expecting that at yeah, all. Yeah, because but... I don't know if his dad's in the comic. I don't, oh, I don't, I don't know. That'd be great. Yeah. They just added that character as a tribute. Just a tribute to uh, Simon Pegg. Because in case you don't know, the character of Dewey Huey is... Uh, <laughs> Drawn to look, which I'm surprised Simon Pegg is drawn to look like Simon Pegg. I'm surprised he didn't go like, um, am I going to see any any money for this? Just completely he, stealing I my look. I think that might have been a little bit after they made Ultimate Nick Fury look like Sam Jackson, though. So he knew in the back of his mind, I can cash in on this one. Dude. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, sure yeah. Garth Ennis wasn't a dick about it. You know, I'm sure he's not a dick, but uh, it would have to be Simon Pegg being a dick because you can't legally use someone's image especially an actor it's all copyrighted and right. all trademarked and blah 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 so I imagine Simon that's a, a, te- a testament to Simon Pegg not being a dick yeah because another actor could have just been like um I'm taking half your profits you're right. using my fucking image right yeah yeah, he's, he's good people, that Simon Pegg. Yeah, he is. He's a terrible American accent. Listen, I, I love the man in Tim Bisley I trust. He, that man is my religion. Mm-hmm. Not Simon Pegg, Tim Bisley the character. <laughs> if you've never seen Spaced, get on that get shit. Get on that right now. Oh, good lord. 
having said that, that American accent leaves a lot to be desired. It's it's as bad as Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, is. and like I, I don't know, like what was it, Ready Player One? Yeah, it, it really stuck out. It stuck out in that one, especially because there's a scene where he slips into his normal accent to prove he was the robot the whole yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, just just do you. You know who's an American? Craig Ferguson. You know what he sounds like? A Scotsman. <laughs> he was the old host of the Late Late Show. You can make Americans have English accents or Scottish accents and stop making them humiliate themselves. Yeah, yeah it's okay. With these terrible American accents. Never once have I watched a, th- a performance by someone with an accent that wasn't like American being like, what is happening? Yeah. I'm I know, like, um, ironically enough, um, fucking uh, Vampire Boy, new Batman, he does a spot on American accent. Heath Ledger did a spot on American accent. Tom Holland isn't bad. Tom Holland does a really, but he, he's, he relies a little too much on the squeak. You know, he relies a little too much on keeping it all up here. Because mm. when now Tom Holland's in an interview, he's like, oh, I'm Tom fucking Holland. How's it going? And then Spider Man's really up here. That's acting, though. Yeah. You know? Get it up there. So it seems like an American accent is not hard to do. It's just these guys really can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Sean Connery is the only other person I've heard that bad when he tries to do an American accent. Does he try to do I don't remember accent? what the movie oh. was. I just remember hearing it and going, oh, no. Stop it. Yeah. Stop just it. Just stop. Just write still, it into your character that you're yeah. Scottish. Because it still had all the, the Sean Connery-ness to it, but it was American. It's terrible. I don't remember what the fuck it was now, though. Oh, that's fucking funny. Hey, you know what I watched on an aside to just spiral out for a second? Mm. I watched Vice, the uh, the movie about uh, Dick Cheney, the Vice. Hell was that? It was amazing. Yeah. It was really good. It was, uh, I uh, my review for it was as engaging as ter- and terrifying as a face full of birdshot. Because it was really fucking terrifying to see, to watch a, a guy who did his research, who made the movie, um, what's, his, what's his tits there? Um, I'm looking up. Uh, uh, Will, Will Ferrell's guy, Anchorman, Adam McKay. Adam McKay. It's he, crazy how smart that guy is. Right, it's and freaky. He did his fucking research, and to see the uh, the seed of the now monstrous oak tree that's growing in the United States, and watch a really well researched and thoroughly documented version of oh. the story of the seed that created the fucking evil oil dripping oak tree. Right, You're like wow, this is so scary and unnerving and hilarious it's fucking hilarious to be honest with you I haven't been this interested in a political movie since they were like Oliver Stone is going to do W I was like and that was was okay but this looks like it's the movie I wanted to see like fuck the puppet they put out there I want to see the puppet master behind all that shit and it's genuinely fucking hilarious as you can tell obviously he's a comedic writer but there's this one not to spoil anything but there's well there's not much to spoil we saw it play out in real time 20 years ago mm-hmm. but there's a great uh, recurring joke and Christian Bale is amazing as Dick Cheney there's a great recurring joke where he just keeps going like and he'll pause and just go ah. I think it's time to go to the hospital folks every time he has a heart attack <laughs> Dick Cheney he had like six heart attacks and so uh, <laughs> so there's just a great moment where he's just in mid-conversation he'll just stop and be like it's time to go to the hospital <laughs> Oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> it's really, really funny. Really well played. Oh, that's good. I have to watch it. You gotta watch it because like, the uh, the ending is great, and there is spoilers to be said because of the way they kind of weave the narrative, but it's it's fascinating to sit and, and discuss that movie afterwards. Oh, we, I, yeah, let's do I want to do that next. It's a good one. Hey, on a superhero note, you know what McKay wrote? Mm. Ant-Man. And was he one of the 12 writers? Or was he oh, on Oh, okay, it's just on his... his uh, Wikipedia Did they bring him in to fix it up after... Um, after? Um, I just think that's fascinating. I think... I'm going to say... I'm not 100% sure on this one, but I'm going to say 
that after um, uh, fucking Scott Pilgrim, why am I forgetting his name? Um, uh, Edgar Wright. Edgar Wright left. They scrambled and they were bringing in a lot of people. To oh try man, and so they replaced it. him with McKay. Yeah, well, because I think thinking. they, I think it went through like three or four writers just trying to scramble. Yeah, apparently uh, Paul Rudd was one of them too. I think he, I think any time an actor improvises enough lines, they have to be given a writing credit. Makes sense to me. Yeah, I think that dude saves that movie. We watched, uh, we did an Infinity War Endgame marathon the other night. Yeah, yeah. Um, and oh my god, like the second you're like, why? What of all people? Why'd you bring back Ant Man? Because they killed Peter Parker. Yeah. Who's the second most charming person? Like it's neck and neck with him and yeah, Paul Rudd, yeah. the cute bug you need superhero. The cute foil. Yeah, exactly. Um, Doesn't Hulk even say there's a Spider-Man and an Ant-Man? Yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah. But like, what I love the most about him in those movies is that he, that's all he is. It's just endless naive positivity. Mm-hmm. It's kind of endearing, and like just the way he can improvise his way through most of that shit. I don't, I don't get it. I don't yeah. get how he does because that's hard to maintain. Yeah, oh for but, sure. Like that cute demeanor and then fucking improv on top of it. I don't know how he does it. They apparently the Russos do encourage a lot of just playing around. They have a structure for the story and they know where they want to go and they obviously have a script to memorize. But I, I've heard, that I they, believe it, man. They the, encourage a lot of like play around with it. We'll get the take we need, and then play around with after it. After all, like the stories from like. Endgame and Infinity War, like the I Am Iron Man line. Oh, that was like last second. The, went and shot that. My yeah. favorite is the when uh, Tony says liar. Oh yeah, that yeah, was yeah, totally yeah. improvised. I'm like, that liar. is how is that not? Re-? He was just so dialed into that yeah. character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, that is so smart. Like it's such a subtle callback. You're like, right? You guys haven't seen each other since the yeah, yeah. the awkwardness. The awkward. Ooh, that was that's blew my mind though because. The, the fact that they didn't come up with I Am Iron Man in the script writing right? stage. And then that reminds... There's a great video... Because you know those, like, CinemaSins, mm. that YouTube video, that YouTube series, where it's like, ding! Why would you... Blah, 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 ding! Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the director of Shazam... And I think that directors are finally getting sick of that shit. And the director of Shazam actually made a little five-minute video <laughs> talking about one of the CinemaSins was... Uh, in, Shaz- in the Shazam, um, all the kids run outside at one point, and then one little girl isn't outside, and then they all run back inside... And then she's putting her clo- her boots on the little girl when they're going after Billy in the third act, and uh, and one of the cinemasins was like, "Bing, are they foreshadowing that she's going to be super fast and that's her power?" Bing, why are they all wearing their coats inside? And then the director actually addressed it was like, "Okay, this is how movies work. <laughs> that little girl was not able to make the shooting day schedule in the original script. They looked at the window, but we realized later in the movie we were shooting on location outside in minus zero weather, so we needed to get the actors in coats. <laughs> so we had to figure out how to get them in coats. So we improvised the scene of them running outside, putting their coats on, but the little girl wasn't available that day. So we had to retroactively shoot it on the interior of them coming in of her being too slow to put her boots on. That's how fucking movies work. It's a series of problems you need to solve. And Question. It, it, the video ended with ding, <laughs> just directly ripping, <laughs> directly ripping on them. The exact same sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty funny. Question: <laughs> Is it bad? I think they're both losers. Oh, it's for for addressing yeah, it. Yeah, I think they're both nerds in this equation. Like, yeah. fuck both these people. I don't know if the director did it of his own volition, or I if think they were that like, dude we should grow the fuck up, and the guy who made the Bing video should should just himself. stop. I hate. I I remember those. They were they're ultimately satisfied. I don't want to shit on anybody. I shit on everybody. What the fuck. But those uh, Everything Wrong With videos are really satisfying when I first started watching them for movies that were terrible. Right. Because it was never getting very in-depthful with their analysis. They were just making fun of the obvious things. Yeah. And I was like, ha I like laughing at that. I can't stand those videos now, though. It's like continuity or it's like, I don't... And their, their you know points are so is? surface level. It's so hard. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's so hard. It's, There's <laughs> dozens of people, hundreds of people yeah. you don't see. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, it's it's it, it's suddenly... You make one. Yeah. Ding. The thing, that, the <laughs> moment that did it was when I was like, oh, he did a movie I like. I'm going to watch this. And I went, oh, all his points are super shallow. Yeah. I was just maniacally laughing at making fun of movies I didn't like, like, like an idiot. Yeah, it's like jumping yeah. on the bandwagon. You're like, yeah. I'm just going to kick the dead horse. But I don't know, man. Fuck, fuck him. <laughs> no, like yeah, that's what I like about this podcast is that we we talk about the in universe stuff a bit, but we mostly just talk about like the, the the decisions made by the studios or the writing process, and we actually kind of kind of break it down on that level, and then we talk about like whoa, well, Spider Man's new suit was really cool in universe explanation, really cool. We'll touch on that. But then we'll flip around and be like, okay, what's the real reason? Toy sales, they, they had to pay a designer, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I like that we, we kind of ride in both of them. As a, as a segue? Mm. That's kind of what the boys did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they did. Speaking they of the boys. You, they gave you a behind-the-scenes look of, like, we have to make it as a marketing thing. Like, yeah. You're blowing up in the like the middle states right now, you know, that whole thing. We flipped yep. it, turned into an empowerment thing for women. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I, that's why I like this show. I'm like, it's important right now yeah i think it is and i I said to you right before we started the podcast that i am i'm at the end of my rope with superhero movies i'm so bored with them yep and i think after the boys because there's been a lot of less effective deconstruction of superhero properties or series or comics i'm kind of getting sick of those now too i'm just sick of the whole thing i know what it is i don't like adaptations yeah just like i get like make something new stand by me was an adaptation it's one of the greatest movies ever but like maybe swing for the more esoteric yeah. I'm kind of, you know, I don't know. I'm just it... done with superheroes. Even yeah. Even deconstruction of superheroes. Uh, and I think The Boys was, I remember back in like whatever 2000 and whatever that Kick-Ass came out. And everyone was like, this is a deconstruction of superheroes. I guess this is the nail in the coffin for superhero movies. And the Marvel movies hadn't even started yet. Uh, and I feel like The Boys is, is a similar way where I'm like, for me personally, yeah, I'm I'll like, that. I, I'm, that was the perfect deconstruction. I'm kind of curious to see what happens in season two. But I'm so done with overpowered people fighting some overpowered villain for whatever surface level shit you can come up with as a reason and whatever character flaws they have done with it you know what I'm just done with it though you should check out our superhero space action heroes comic so are the boys (laughs) yeah yeah. that's why the boys are perfect that's why anytime Carl Urban's like torturing a superhero I'm like yeah yeah, yeah. I'm sick of this shit. Just yeah. get in there, pull his teeth out. That's why the, the boys may be it for me in terms of interest. Like, I'll see stuff to do the podcast and things, but for me, actually being like, oh, I can't wait to see something. Mm-hmm. Those days are kind of over for superhero stuff, and the boys is the last thing where I'm like, I, I, I do want to see where that goes. What if they make another Jurassic Park? Uh, I I really like. I'm the guy that liked Jurassic World, and Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom was one of the biggest pieces of shit ever. And there is another one coming out, yeah. in, like next summer. Uh, they, I'm guessing they've taken over the planet. Yeah, Jurassic you World. See it? Uh, I'll um not in theaters uh, unless we have to do a podcast about it, which I'm sure we're gonna have to do. Mm-hmm. You know, ninety percent of these movies I've seen in theaters is because of this goddamn podcast in the last two years. <laughs> Dude, I had to go see. Which was it? I watched The Lion King for God's yeah. sake. And that one, I, I was biting my lip the whole time. I'm like, this is unbearable, but I'm doing it for the podcast. And you're on your way. You're seeing It Chapter Two next week, or as I call Tomorrow. it, Shit Chapter Poo. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. You watched it. Yeah. Um, it's it's. I didn't like it, but I didn't like the first one. So this one is just more of the same. I'm so. just. I'm used to what do you call it? My standards for a, a, a bad, good, a good bad movie mm-hmm. are pretty low. Example of the two of us, one of us loves Bad Boys too. That's true. 
So I can appreciate when a movie's just like, oh, this is just pandering. It's so goofy and weird. Like, I don't care. I think I just love horror so much. I hate seeing bad horror. That's why I hate 90% of horror. But it is interesting to see, I guess the best way I can describe it is seeing like, okay, so that's the standard. Like how, where, where are the gaps in the, that people aren't hitting? Where are the beats that if mm. you, because I'm always, you know, I don't know about you, when you go to a restaurant, you get a, a meal in the back of your head, you're thinking, how the fuck can I make this? I watch a movie, okay, yeah, yeah. and then, like, in the back of my head, I'm like, if I was to fucking redo this, how would how I do would it? How would I do it? So I'm watching the movie, I'm like, what's the niche market that hasn't been cornered? What are they putting in these popular yeah. Walmart version of uh, horror movies that's kind of considered status quo? Yeah. They're mostly ripping off video games from what I've seen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a lot of them, which is kind of fucked up with the POV shit. And I kind of feel like Stephen King is unadaptable by anyone but Stanley Kubrick, who just completely changes Stephen King. Uh... Yeah, it's true. Because whenever you turn into exactly what it is, it gets kind of. And the thing is, Stephen Tim Curryish. It's weird that it's it's just age. It's like that respect that comes with age. Because Stephen King back in the eighties was considered like schlock. It was schlock horror. It was scary. He has a nice prowess about him, but it was ultimately schlock horror. And he lived a really long time. And he galvanized. Thirty his years passed. Yeah. yeah. And he's written seventy-two books or something. And now everyone's like Stephen King, brilliant, brilliant. It's right. Like, well, he's not brilliant. He's just old. <laughs> and so when you adapt, like his Abe work, Vigoda. Yeah, wait, who's Abe Pagoda? Oh, how dare you? He's wait, the wait, guy who fucking this. sells out Michael and fucking uh, The Godfather. He was super oh, old. Fuck, he was, yeah, he yeah, was yeah, on okay. Conan O'Brien for like a decade before he died. I, I gotta like, watch The Godfather. Uh, the Godfather 2 was on, on the other day. And I was like, oh, oh, I gotta watch, rewatch these movies. I know it was you, Carson. Yeah. You broke my heart. There's a reason they're the greatest movies of all time. But um, I hope you enjoy it, but, but I really didn't like it at all. It too. You know, again, I'm gonna put my brain on the wall and just be like, it's a clown, he's gonna do some things. Bill Hader's here to keep me entertained. Yeah, I, yeah. Hey. <laughs> no, no, I love Bill Hader, you but I'm not Barry sure. alone. <laughs> I'm not sure you're gonna think he's keeping you entertained in this particular rendition. Bill Hader could just as long as he makes a silly face. That's, you're good to go? Yeah. I don't think he makes any silly faces. He's Is he scared? The... Does he make a scared Bill uh, Hader? He does make face? a scared silly okay, face. Yeah. Fine. I'm mean, totally fine. There's a great uh, there's a great moment in the book. It's the, it's <laughs> that's worth twelve bucks to me, right? there <laughs> it's um there's a great moment in the book right at the beginning like the first chapter is like a gay couple in dairy leaving the bar and then some like trash bags come out and beat the shit out of the gay guy and toss him over the bridge and then his partner runs down and he looks over and he just sees this clown staring at him as he drags the guy away sure. and in the book as you're reading it it's the scariest fucking thing ever and that scene is put into this it chapter two which is weird since it's the first fucking scene in the book right and it is laughably bad. And as soon as I had that comparison, I was like, because I didn't finish it. I got bored with it. Honestly, I was like, this is too long, and I'm not a huge Stephen King fan. Right, it's a huge book. Right? It's a huge fucking book. I got three or four hundred pages in, and I was like, I'm kind of okay with not finishing this. But seeing the adaptation of the scene that I thought was the creepiest scene that I'd read in the book up to that point, I was like, oh, oh, yeah, oh no. A little bit of like actually seeing Darth Vader fight Obi Wan on a volcano. You're right. like, this sounded like, way uh, cooler when yeah. I was a kid. Yeah, <laughs> I made this so much scary in my head. I think that's the brilliance of Stephen King. He writes at like a fifth grade level, and which is fine, but he leaves so he's he's so great at crafting a scene that your brain fills in the gaps. Yeah, and oh, it's always so much scarier. Oh, and that's kind of cl- that's kind of clever. Here's me giving my uh, opinion on Stephen King. Mm. You know what I think about Stephen King, everyone? I think that's very clever. What he does there by letting your imagination take over <laughs> yeah. and fill in the gaps. Yeah. See, like, I don't know if you guys knew he did that. But... <laughs> 
And honestly, I read a couple of his post-accident books. I think he did lose a little something when he when he got in that accident. It's gotta be fucking hard as an author, eh? Yeah. Like, ugh, this is yeah. trauma of that. Because like, he was going to retire, and then he finally slowly got back into writing mm. after that. Oh my god. That, that dude's gotta be fucked in yeah. the head. And he's like 73 or something. Like, first of all, you got your cocaine addiction. And he always has underage shit happening in his books, too, which makes you wonder if he's, he's going to get epstein He's gotta be fucked in the head. Oh, yeah. Stephen King. Even though I find, though, it's like the Marilyn Manson syndrome. The weirdest fucking people are the most normal people when you when actually... Not Stephen King. Look at him. It's coming out of his insane. face. Yeah, yeah. He does look like some sort of ferret. I could see him. Like, if you look through his window, he'd be doing some, like, normal shit abnormally, like eating an onion. Yeah. Like, a, like <laughs> it was a pear. Like. Isn't this crazy? <laughs> like, he's just unsettling. So, on that note... On Stephen King's unsettling insanity. And adaptations... Adaptations in general. Just watch The Boys. Yeah, watch The Boys. Check it out. Um, <laughs> it's going to offend you. Like my earlier fucking joke about Trump female supporters. It's going to offend you, but if you take the time to go, what's the meaning behind that? Yeah. It's actually... Not that I say I'm fucking depthful in my jokes about how horrible people who support Trump are. But um, it takes... Once you realize what they're trying to say, it's, it's pretty fucking amazing. It's pretty clever. And it's not offensive in any way. No, and it's told really well. It's just a giant mirror held up to society. I'm like, hey, you said it. Yeah. We're just commenting We're on just, it. Which is what art should be, which exactly. is the shortcoming of Disney. They try and tell us what we should be rather than showing us what we are. It's what we are. And that's this show really fucking... It, it hits home where you're just like, oh, okay. You know, if you want to make a super, proper superhero parable, you have to include all the parts of humanity. All the parts. Just not yeah. all the great... Like, rewriting parts of your history like just hey revisit your nostalgia yeah. and everything will be fine it's like yeah but you're yeah, still yeah. right here yeah and this guy just said grab it by the pussy so what are you gonna yeah. do what are you gonna do <laughs> it's the it's the equivalent of putting on a vr headset and just thinking that's reality yeah exactly just, you know bizarre escapism but speaking of which space action here is now available on vr uh no uh this is actually our first podcast post uh, uh itunes um so welcome any new listeners howdy Howdy, how's it going? I guess we should have started the podcast with that, but if you're still here, God bless. And uh, we're gonna, next week we're going to be back with a look at the 20th anniversary of the unplugging of the one. And I don't mean that time I clogged my toilet after Mexicana Day. Or that time I clogged my penis after Mexicana Day. Did you say Mexicala or Canada? Mexicana Day. Canada Day? It's, it's like Mexican cross. You remember? No? I don't know. I think I've said that. Oh, is, that like, I... is that like a fusion cuisine day? Oh, it's just something I made up to oh. cover the fact that I fucked that up. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Pretty clever. The Matrix! Matrix! It's the Matrix. We'll see you next week with The Matrix. In the meantime, thank you for listening. Check us out. SpaceActionNews.com See you next week. Bye. Well, that was a dour ending. <laughs> <laughs>